Hello and welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Reuter, and this podcast is brought to you by TheLegendaryChiropractor.com, an interactive and immersive virtual platform for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field wanting just a little bit more from this profession. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, be sure to share with a friend, leave us a rate, leave us a review, and also be sure to subscribe to get more. In today's episode, we're talking about the different versions of success for people, setting up a life based on your unique core values, and creating a practice that supports your life, not the other way around. And we're talking about real problems and obstacles that people run into on their way to achieving their goals. All here on the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast, I'm your host, Johnny Reuter, and today's guest, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Sweet. Let's do this, people. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Tonight is a very special episode for myself personally because I am in love with this lady's podcast and this doc's podcast. It is absolutely killer. If you are a female chiropractor and you are not listening to She Slays the Day podcast, I mean, you're doing something wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say I'm just gonna throw, I'm just gonna say it. You're doing something wrong. Life choices. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Get your priorities straight here, people. Um, but no, we are sitting down with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Did I say that correctly? You said it perfectly. Awesome. I knew. I told you. I was like, I'm gonna ask you again. <laughs> so tonight is a very awesome episode. I'm very, very excited to be sitting down with this doctor. She's tuning in from Wisconsin and Rice Lake, Wisconsin. For all of my Wisconsin and Midwest people out there who love and appreciate the cold weather, because you just gotta have an admiration for chilliness. I, I just, I love it. I love it. And sweaters. I mean, come on, it's sweater season. This is beautiful. You get sweater weather for nine months <laughs> <Yeah>. a year. <laughs> Some people think that's a problem. We apparently don't. So <laughs> something wrong with us. I love it. So tonight we're going to talk about a lot of great things. Um, we're going to break down you know, some huge barriers for people, not only when it comes to fears and what kind of questions you have going through this transition period from student to doctor, or if you're a recent grad, what you can do now in order to, you know, make up some time. So you save some time, save some money, um, and save some coaching expenses in the future. So we're going to talk about the different versions of success for people around. Uh, we're going to also talk about setting up your life based on core values. And we're going to try to talk about real problems and obstacles that people run into along their way of achieving their ultimate dreams, desires, and goals. This is going to be a lot of fun, Doc. I'm so excited. So without further ado, I want to thank our initial sponsors. I'm going to drag them onto the screen now, and then we're going to share this and make it go viral on Facebook and Instagram, and we will be back with top-notch content and what I like to call tons of golden nuggets. (laughs) Let's do this. To Inspire Women is the elite boutique coaching company for chiropractors who are looking to live life and run business in a way that is personal, unique, and authentic. They focus on business systems and money mindset mastery so you can pay down debt, 
be more profitable, and serve more people. Their goal is to empower you to achieve success by your own rules and your own definition. Head to toinspirewomen.com now because they know there's a better way. Cairo HD, superior cloud-based practice management software. Cairo HD is a user-friendly, all-in-one EHR solution built with one mission, to help you run your practice like a boss. Learn more at CairoHD.com. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Call Derek and allow him to combine your wishes and his 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients at 704-622-4089 or head to TotalClinicSolutions.com now. It's time that chiropractors look beyond spinal alignments and measure the nerve connections that keep our patients feeling strong and performing at their peak. CLA designed the Insight Scanning Technologies to transform exams and generate powerful reports that give practitioners the certainty they have been searching for. Learn how CLA has partnered with practices around the world by going to InsightCLA.com. Spinal hygiene products are designed to educate your patients on the importance of lifetime spinal care. To learn more about how spinal hygiene products work and to download the patient education material for free, visit SpinalHygiene.co. Again, that's SpinalHygiene.co. Easily share your passion for chiropractic and look good doing it with Above Down Apparel, offering a premium lineup of principled apparel that's impossibly soft, sustainably sourced, and chiropractic AF. Visit AboveDown.co and follow them on Instagram to learn more and score yourself some sweet chiro swag. SCED is the all-in-one system that allows for amazing control and flexibility of your scheduling. Yes, your next new hire. Every aspect of when and where you service your customers is at your command. SCED is tightly integrated with your existing EHR system. This software was made by a chiropractor specifically for chiropractic. No joke. Go check out their latest care plan feature by heading to go.sked.life slash legendary pod. Health Business Builders covers every aspect of building a health business, both online and in a brick and mortar environment. Dr. Dan Sullivan and Dr. Dave Tuhill and their team will help you on a regular basis to develop an in-depth strategy, plan, and accountability to not only assemble a plan, but also make it happen. Head to healthbusinessbuilders.com so they can help you get the results you never thought were possible. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. <laughs> Let's, what'd you say? I said that was intense amount of ads. <laughs> yeah, it's it's heavy. It's front heavy. It's front loaded for a reason. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm over here sweating still trying to share it to as many places as I can. I'm like, man, oh my goodness. But anyways, 
I love and appreciate all of you tuning in and checking this podcast out. Thank you so much again. We are live with Dr. Lauren Brunslick out in Wisconsin from She Slays the Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. So, Doc, talk to us a little bit about yourself. Give us a brief introduction, who you are, where you come from, and why chiropractic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, So I always joke because this is always the first question that I get asked when I'm being interviewed. And I'm like, damn it. I really need to like come up with a cooler answer. I don't really have one on the why chiropractic thing, but I'll tell you about my story. (laughs) Um, So I knew I was going to be a chiropractor from the time I was 12. I had originally thought of going into like medicine um, just because. I have a significant, are you familiar with Strength Finder? I am not. Okay, so it's like one of, uh, it's a really amazing personality test. And so significance is like one of my number one strengths, meaning that like I need to feel significant and loved by other people. <laughs> and I was like, well, who doesn't love their their medical doctor, right? Um, but then I had a conversation with my friend's mom, who was a chiropractor, and she pretty much, in the course of like two minutes, laid out the the concept of the Merrick chart. And I was just like, that makes sense. <laughs> like, holy cow, it was just like, fireworks went off and it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And so I remember coming home and being like, mom, I'm gonna be a chiropractor. And she's like, okay, honey, like, I was 12. And um, then it just never wavered. The only time that I ever questioned was, so I'm from Northwestern, we'll get to that, um, but, so Northwestern does trimesters, and so there was only 10 trimesters where we, um, and so T2, uh, I questioned because I realized, because we would all, we were all like 21, 22, 23, and so we would work our ass off all, oh, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Of course you are. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't drop too many, like, big swear words, <laughs> like, avoid the major ones, um, but so, but I dropped those small ones very liberally. So anyway, so we'd work our ass off all week. And then like Friday nights, we would go to Brothers in downtown, right? And just like a group of 15, just like young fit people walk in and we're like doing setups. We weren't actually adjusting or anything like that. But through conversations with people, they'd be like, who are you guys? We're like, And I'd be like, I'm a chiropractor student. And they'd be like, oh. And not all the time, but sometimes. And it was the very first time that I realized that not everybody loved chiropractors. I was like, what's wrong with you? So anyway, I got over it. That was the only time I wavered. Um, so graduated when I was like 24 years old and two months. Like I was a baby. Um, got married um, and started a practice. Like right away in teeny tiny town. Okay, here's a pop quiz for you. So you know where Rice Lake is. Oh boy. You know where Cumberland is. I, I'm not familiar, no. Yeah. <laughs> So Cumberland is like a teeny tiny town uh, that is 20 minutes west of Rice Lake. And uh, my husband was from here and there was a practice for sale, but it was like, okay, there's like, I I go into the story of this practice. Do not be illusioned that this practice was like successful um, in any means there was definitely some shady shit going on because like, we hired a, a like a practice broker to like make sure this was all legal and like she was like no I'm not gonna put your money in escrow I need to cash it today she was gone within 24 hours of handing over the keys people came looking for money like 
but we got Holy a really good cow. deal on turnkey <laughs> practice. But it was only seeing like five people a week by the time we took over. So it wasn't like, yeah. But there was not a single day that I saw zero patients, so that was helpful. But Cumberland's a town of 2,300 people, and um, there are three other chiropractors in the town when I started. So I was number four. Um, fun fact also, toughness technique is from Cumberland, Wisconsin. Interesting. Yeah. Have you guys learned about toughness technique at all? We, it's no. Not FDA approved. Or like, <laughs> my extent was um, like a paragraph in school, like in one course. So anyway. So uh, what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So I started and just like hustled. Just hustled like a mofo. Had a baby. Kept hustling. Had another baby, kept hustling, got an associate, started a, pra- a second practice, uh, then got another associate, started coaching for a chiropractic group, um, and then like quit it all, not quit it all, I'm still a chiropractor, but quit that and then uh, started a podcast. So that's nine years in four minutes, technically. <laughs> you're, wel- you're welcome, you're welcome, world. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so really you, what, what drew you like the Merrick chart was just like, you understood the body and you were just like, that's, that's where I need to be right now. That's, that's what What I need to do when I was, when you were 12. Right. So what I liked was that I, okay, again, ego significance back then. I'm not this anymore, but like me being the chiropractor could fix all things. So like, I don't have to be ears, nose, throat to help with ear infections. I'm just a chiropractor. Like, I don't have to be a GI specialist. Oh, and what I also really loved is that I didn't actually have to know what the person's problem was. Because that, I mean, mostly only chiropractors listening, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm gonna, it doesn't matter what GI thing is happening. Lay down. I'm gonna feel your thoracics and upper, upper lumbar. And I'm gonna adjust what I find subluxated. And I don't really care if this is this or that. It don't, it don't matter. So I liked not having to focus on what and was able to focus on why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love that answer. And I actually wrote down that when I was a young lad, um, I I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor when I was 13. So you got me by a year. Um, but yeah, I, I was the same way. I was just fascinated with the with the amount of, people that were flooding into this office that we were in and the exercises that we were doing, it was active. It was fun. People were nice to me. And I was like, what is going on? As a 13 year old, right. And you were 12. It's like, that's pretty eye opening in, in my opinion. And I, I mean, I try to have like that same impact. We were talking a little bit off camera about the, you know, experience that I'm going through right now, transitioning from student to doctor and in my preceptorship and everything and trying to have that same you know, influence on kiddos who come into the office. Like this isn't your normal doctor's appointment. Like this is not the same. And I don't ever want it to be the same for you because at that point, then we've lost our relationship. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, and that disconnect happens, happens very, very quickly, especially with children. Um, so let's get into, uh, the, the first topic that I want to talk about. And I want to start with this. This is going to be a banger right, right off the bat. Um, we talked about it off camera and you, you actually added this to the agenda because I'm so pumped because we were just talking about it actually in practice today. And, um, that's the, that's the idea of this fear, right? This, this fear mongering thing that just like lays over us and we have no idea how to get rid of it or what to do about it. Talk to us about fear. 
Okay, so I love that you are touched on one of the biggest problems are like just in you describing it that people have with fear is that they waste way too much energy trying to get rid of it. That is not realistic. Fear is a part of our wiring. It's there for protection. Um, and you will never get rid of it. So one of the things that really prevents people, so like fear prevents people from going after something that they really want to achieve, but then fear doubles, doubles down on itself because people like it somehow gets us tricked into wasting time getting rid of the fear before we then. So like, all right, well, I'm gonna get rid of the fear and then I'll go after it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like everyone's afraid of all things, like every athlete, every like speaker that's on the stage, every like, they're all afraid. They're all afraid of certain things, but they've just mastered how to do it anyways. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, that's, that's really the biggest thing when it comes to fear. Well, there's so many things. That's one of the biggest things is that like, first of all, just accept that this is going to be your companion for the rest of life. Like it's not going anywhere. Um, it also doesn't go anywhere when you reach a certain level of success. So we like to go like, okay, when I get to this level of stability, whether it's financially in a relationship, um, wherever it is, we think like, okay, then I won't be afraid, but that's not true either. That's totally not true because like, you like a woman is like so afraid she can't get pregnant and then she's right and it takes forever to get pregnant. Then she's afraid she's gonna lose the baby and she thinks like, okay, when this baby is finally on the outside of me, I won't be afraid. And then holy shit, any mom who's listening is like, no, then it gets worse because you're like, I love you even more. And now what if you roll down the stairs? What if you fall off the couch? What if somebody doesn't hold you and you do a weird head job? Like your brain just goes crazy. Um, so that happens in practice. It happens in relationships. And so it's hanging out with you forever. Fear is your, it's not your friend, but it's not necessarily your enemy either. So. Right. Right. And I think, I think we have to kind of switch that, that lens that we look at fear through, like you were saying, it's like, it's going to be with us forever. Um, and I wrote down a couple of things while you were talking and it's, it's, uh, we have to learn how to kind of utilize it and leverage it right in order to grow. Because I would argue in my personal opinion, like without fear in my life and, and I would also lump in like challenges, um, with fear without that, I would never grow. Um, there would never be a looking back and saying, wow, I was there. Now I'm here kind of thing. Um, it would always just be like, I've always been here. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've yeah. never moved. <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that, you know? Um, nope. but I, 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 and then I wrote down something about the mind, right? Like the mind is incredibly powerful. So we have to learn putting all those pieces together. You have to learn how to leverage fear to grow. And it's really interesting and it can be really difficult to do. Um, so how do you, how do you like best practices, right? To kind of utilize your fear in order to drive you to that next step in your life? It's a really good question. You're lucky <laughs> that I have an answer to that because I'm like, ooh, that's hard. I don't know. Um, okay. So first thing is that um, when you want to leverage fear is I am always a fan of, so I said this already, like not doubling down on emotions. So to just step back and observe it. So this is really helpful. The more you know yourself, the better you're going to be able to observe yourself. 
So like, I kind of joke that like, you know, I chose chiropractic for X, Y, or Z because I have significance and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm a big fan of like the Enneagram, the strength finder, like some of those major personality tests because they give you, they give you kind of this lens under which you can analyze yourself of why you're acting a certain way or feeling a certain way. Because you and I, if we were both students and both going to start a practice, we would both be terrified, but for completely different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so the first step is like, okay, so I'm not going to, okay, I'm, I'm, so let's say I'm starting a practice and I am terrified. So step one is to go like, interesting, like you're afraid. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Just like you would to a child, you don't go like, you idiot, don't be afraid. Nobody else is afraid. Why are you afraid? Because you're afraid <laughs> you're going to fail. Like, oh, like you don't beat yourself up. You go, interesting. Okay. What are you afraid of? And the more that you can really, and like, I don't think fear of failure is a good enough answer. It's like, no, mm -hmm. no, no. You got to dig deeper than that. Fear of failure in front of others. That's a big one. Fear of failure. And then you'll be poor because that was like a part of your childhood. And like, does it, so you have to really hunker down on what it is it for you that you are afraid of because that is going to empower you. It really is. And I don't like using the word empower because I think we're overusing it. Like empower is the new wellness. It's like, right. stop. But it really does, um, it gives you leverage to mm -hmm. start almost like manipulating your own mind. Yeah. So then along the lines of manipulating your mind is realizing that uh, fear, a lot of the emotion or like uh, symptoms, I would say, of fear are actually parallel to excitement. Hmm. So like fear and excitement are like these parallels to each other. They're both getting the like blood pumping, short breaths, you're like a little nervous, you're sweating. And so if you can't, fear has this negative stigma of like, oh my God, I'm afraid. Does that mean I shouldn't do it? Fear's a bad sign, right? Is this God telling me I shouldn't do it? Um, whereas really, once you kind of like, okay, what are you afraid of? Is that a good enough reason to not go forward? Assuming you get to that second step. Cause sometimes it might be like, I'm really afraid to jump off this plane without a parachute. And it's like, you should be afraid of that. Like, if, you, if, if your answer is I'm afraid of dying, don't do it. But if we're talking about like, I'm afraid of being embarrassed or things like that, like, okay, on to the next step and start to go like, okay, is it possible that you're excited? And you're gonna go, no, I'm afraid. And you go, right, but you're excited about the potential that this could be. And along with the excitement, I mean, you know, kind of go to that uh, athlete mentality of like, athletes are just pumped up before a game. They could like sit there and be terrified of like, what if we lose? Like, well, yeah, that could happen. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. You've got to play. So those are some of the biggest things that I recommend initially as far as like getting over fear. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think all of those points were absolutely great. And I, I think it's really important for people to really understand that you do have control over what you think and what you do and your actions and your words and your you know, and a lot of times people are like, you know, I, I can't I can't control what I say and it's like, no, you can, but also like look internally too. You can control what you say to yourself. And I think that's really important. And like you said, it's like look at this, absorb it and say, it's interesting, you know? Now what am I gonna do 
about this situation. Um, and I think that's that's really, really great advice when dealing with fear. And I agree with you on, on the empowerment topic. It's like, yeah, empowerment, everything, empowerment, all. <laughs> <laughs> it's being overutilized. It's depowering me. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> I used to have it on my my personal Instagram, and I'm like just thinking right now, like, oh, is that still up? I hope not. I should take it down. We just need to find our new word. It's fine. <laughs> yep, fine. We need to, we need a new word. Um, but now I want to talk about so fear. Fear is a really interesting topic, especially for chiropractic students and recent chiropractic graduates. We're all over the place when it comes to things that we should do, we shouldn't do. People telling us, hey. If you don't do this, you're going to fail in practice. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, cause you, I mean, like you went through all this too. So talk to us a little bit about your experience leaving school and then getting into practice. I want to hear about your transition period. And then we're going to dive deeper into some of these other topics of success and achieving goals. Okay. You're going to have to bring me back to my transition story because I have to say something about what you just said. So first of all, if you're a student or you're just out there in life, like living your best life and somebody tells you that if you don't do something you are going to fail and like be embarrassed and like this is the only way to do it run away from that person because there is absolutely no one thing and i mean this mm -hmm. okay there might be some like really weird things but these aren't on your options that you're going to practically do there is no decision that you're going to make for your career that is going to be a game ender it's not going to happen. Like you will probably make some bad decisions that you need to pivot, mm -hmm. but like you will learn from them and they were placed there for a reason. Um, they were a part of your process. Like there are some things that, you know, I'll tell that I looking back, you know, people want to know like, well, what would you do differently? I'm boring to that answer. Nothing. Because every single thing that I did it really set me up for where I am now. And I don't mean that in like a cheesy way. Like I'll, I'll talk more about it, but like, yeah, there is you as a student out there, whatever, you cannot be so worried about taking the next step and that it's going to be the wrong step mm -hmm. because there really isn't a wrong step. You're going in the right direction. You might just zig when you were supposed to zag, and that's mm -hmm. okay because you will learn. Guess when you will realize it? When you zig and you're like, oops, I should have zagged. And then you zag. Like, <laughs> but most people just spend so much time being like, should I zig? Should I zag? I don't know. And it's like, just fucking pick one. <laughs> oh, I dropped. So, okay. So, my story. Um, all right. So, we started out completely in network with everyone. Um, I'm a pediatric and prenatal trained chiropractor, um, and I didn't have a CA until we got to about, I don't know, like 50 people a week. Um, we didn't have a coach of any sort. I was just doing this all on my own. Um, and it, I mean, it worked. It, it really did. It taught me a lot. I remember like the insurance part. Now we are almost hundred percent cash and we have some Medicare. So like, just because I took a med, I took a Medicare patient. So now I think I forever have to take Medicare. I don't know how it works. Hopefully nobody writes into the podcast on that, like how to get out of Medicare. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Somebody tell me. <laughs> Anyways, I see some old people, but I, you know, people ask like, well, would you go back and start over all cash? And I'm like, well, 
first of all, it gave me being in network with insurance um, gave me a true hatred for insurance that like fuels me on bad weeks where the numbers aren't what I want them to be. And I'm like, so it'd just be easier if we were in network. Um, because you know, like the fourth patient who calls that week, that's like, Oh, you're not in my insurance. You're not in network. Okay. I need to go to someone in network. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I can help you. Um, but if I had never been in network, I might be like, Oh, maybe I should have done a different thing. Mm -hmm. Nope. I am glad to have walked that path and been like, not for me, but I can also stand in an ROF and have a patient, you know, I lay out everything and I'll be like, how would you like to pay for it? And they're like, well, I'd like to use my insurance. Well, I know all the insurances really well. We were in network for six years. So I can be like, who's your insurance? And they'll be like, oh, it's WEA. And I'll be like, let me tell you something about that. I'll tell you a little story because I know them inside and out. And so like it's given me the ability if I wasn't in the trenches, I would, I don't think I'd be able to convert quite as well on people who are like, oh, I kind of want to use my insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? How did I get on that? Your transition into practice, like from student uh, to doc. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just like a hit the ground running. So yeah. actually when I graduated, so I don't know if you are familiar with this at all, because you would have probably been, oh God, we won't say if you were in high school or not. Um, <laughs> me feel old and you feel young. Anyways, so in 2010, Wisconsin decided that they were going to create their own national board. So you had to pass the national boards and then you had, sorry, you, they were going to create their own state board. Mm-hmm. So in order to get a Wisconsin license, you were going to have to like, go to Madison and redo everything. So it didn't matter. You did got your national thing. You had to let go. And there were like rumors that this was going to be terrible, like absolutely terrible. And they were right. So the school I went to, I went to Northwestern in Minneapolis. They knew like based on where things I was supposed to graduate in November. And they basically told everyone like, okay, anyone who's planning on going to Wisconsin, we're going to let you graduate a month early so you can get your license. So I was the last class to get my license without having to do the whole Wisconsin shenanigans. Wow. Um, and that, that shit delayed like people years. Yeah. Years. And now it's revoked because it was a bad idea. Um, but yeah, so, so that was fun. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Transition just was like, you just hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about people just on this, while we're on this topic, like what about people who are in between, should I associate? Should I not? Should I go start my own practice? Should I not? What, what, any advice on that? Uh, like a gazillion advice. I think we have like three episodes already on the podcast about, um, whether you should associate or own. Um, I wish I knew offhand what the episode number was. I'll find it on the next ad break. Um, but so there's some some questions that you really need to ask yourself because I might be able to sit down with you and like back and forth have a conversation on what's going to be right for you, mm-hmm. but it won't be applicable to anybody else. Um, I think in order to really make that decision, you have to first level the playing field. Like we, I don't know if this is still true down at life, but like, in North, at Northwestern in 2010, there was a negative stigma around associating. Yeah, It was very like, you did all this to work for someone else? 
And it's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. So like, there. so what that did is it made you feel like a loser if you were going to go associate, like, oh, you don't have what it takes. And it's like, well, not everybody does have what it takes to be a business owner, but it doesn't mean you don't have what it takes to be a chiropractor. Right. Like, they need to be separate. Mm-hmm. So I think it set up a lot of people to go, I think we set up the way we have this stigma around associating, it sets up a lot of people to start a practice or double down on their debt and buy a practice and they're just not ready for it. Mm -hmm. They're just not equipped for the risk um, because it is a huge risk. Like starting your practice is way scarier than associating. It's way scarier because the risk is so big yeah. um, and you're coming out with all these loans and then to start a practice, like I got my practice for really cheap. It was turnkey and seeing five people, but it was still like 19 grand, you know? So it was like, you know, it's just added on, just added on to the debt type thing. So, you know, you really have to ask yourself, why are you even considering opening? And if it is, if kind of coming back, oh look at us, coming full circle. Uh, first step is knowing yourself and going like, why do I want to open a practice? And really digging deep there. If the answer is because you're afraid that people will judge you, if you don't, not a good enough answer. Um, if you ask yourself, why am I so opposed to associating? And your answer is because like, because I don't want people to think I wasted time on getting this degree to work for someone else and real chiropractors are self-employed, not a good enough answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, just knowing, like, are you a learner? Do you really just want to learn from other people? Because when you start out, it is lonely when you start your practice. Like it is just like you and your clinic and your 12 other people you're seeing this week. <laughs> you're like, oh, you'll be my friend. Um, and so like if you just feel like you have a ton more to learn and you like, that's fine. Go associate. And you might find an awesome job like where you always associate. Like right. you don't have to own your own practice. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love that answer. I think that's a really great answer because it it speaks on both sides. Because you can speak to some docs out there who are like, open your own practice, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter how it goes, and that's it. And like we said earlier in this podcast, if anybody says that, run the opposite direction because there are other options out there. There are plenty of options out there, and there is the one that is looking for you, and you are looking for it. I like to say. Um, and so with that being said, I want to throw our mid roll ad in this, in the segment now, and I want to come back and we're going to talk all about setting up your life based on core values and not, um, the other way around or which is practice and stuff. So we're going to talk all about that. We'll be back in a, in a minute. Love it. Every chiropractic clinic needs a compliance program. If you are not sure what that includes or why you need one, let Dr. Robin from RHDC Consulting help you build your chiropractic compliance. If you are ready to get started, head to robin-hail.mykajabi.com and let Dr. Robin guide you to the end result. Imaging Services' primary business is chiropractic solutions. With over 45 years in the industry of helping chiropractors, Michael Tokash offers free consultations on building your business. 
In the past year, Imaging Services has installed over 100 x-ray machines and digital x-ray systems in over 42 states across the United States. For more, head to theimagingservices.com. The 56-Day Chiropractic Boot Camp, building badass female chiropractors who are instinctively successful. Head to 56daychirobootcamp.com slash legendary for your free endless referrals cheat sheet now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Awesome. All right, Doc, did you find those episode uh, numbers for us? Episode 18. So Ep- episode 18 of She Slays the Day podcast, um, it's titled to associate or own. And we go through four really important questions to ask yourself um, to kind of come to your own conclusion. Awesome. I love it. Episode 18, everyone. She Slays the Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, so... I also found out, speaking of which, this is a kind of a side note for everyone out there and, and any podcasters out there watching this. Um, but did you know that like just random hosting platforms will just pick your podcast up and just like, I didn't know I was on Stitcher or like Blueberry or any of these other platforms, but they were just like, took my RSS link and ran with it. And I was like, that's really odd. But yeah. Okay, so first of all, um, I don't do <laughs> like... Uh, my husband does everything, and I'm like, what's Blueberry? I don't know. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't even know what an RSS feed is. Like, what's that? Oh, that's amazing. So, yes. Yeah, so microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But anyways, yeah, so anyone will just, like, pick you up, and it'll just, you know, be on all sorts of platforms after you, you show that you're, like, a legit podcast. But that was a side note for everybody out there. Um, so we're, I want to dive deep into setting up your life on core values and creating a practice that really, truly supports your life and not the other way around. Um, because I think it's really important. Like you said, you hit the ground running. You were, you know, you had to kind of still build this practice up from, it was at five patients a a day or a week or whatever you said, and then you had to build it up. And so you, by the way, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, exactly. So five (laughs) patients a week, right? How do you, how do you start out like that? And like you said, all of the risk is now on you as a business owner, speaking for a chiropractor who chose to go all in on a practice right away. Talk to us a little bit about this. So what I, I kind of left a really, really important part of my story out. Imagine that I got distracted. (laughs) Um, so I, when I was telling my story, I kind of said like, you know, hustle, 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 drive, 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 build, build, build multiple times in that. And what I forgot to leave out or forgot to mention was around year six. Um, so this will be my ninth year. I was making more money, had like two associates, like I had all this stuff and I was so unhappy. Hmm. And actually I was starting to see um, like kind of yellow, red flags that I was not going down creating a practice that I really was bringing me fulfillment Um, because I remember like the first week that we saw a hundred and it was like, Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to feel a certain way. And I was just sad. I was so sad. I like, I don't hold anything back. So I would say I don't tell people the story, but like, I honestly, this is a true vulnerable icky story about me. I, to try and figure out how to be happy in that moment and trick my brain. I opened up the bank account to look at the thousands of dollars, like 
in the bank account for the business because mm-hmm. I was like, I saw 100 people. Why aren't you happy? Maybe if you see the money, right. you'll be happy. And it didn't. I remember being on the phone with my husband just being like, I'm just sad. Mm-hmm. And so... And that wouldn't be all the time. Like I wasn't in depression, but like there would be like these big milestones that would happen. And I was just like, yep, next, yep, next, next. And so when I was at this point of like, should be really on paper, very, very successful. And not even like everyone, like it was the paper I would have written for myself on graduation day. Like what does success look like? would have been like, I'm making so much money. I got boats. I got hoes. I got so (laughs) many things. And I wasn't happy. And it was really confusing because this is what I was supposed to want. Like a brag worthy practice, two kids, a house, a life. And I was like, ah. Um, So that really started a two year process of um, starting to make big changes in the practice. That's when we started to get out of network with insurance. Um, There were a lot of changes at home and in practice because I started doing the work of like, who am I? What do I want? Why am I not happy? And so like, ideally you would do this before you have that kind of like, I wasn't like on mental health medication and my marriage was always fine. But like, Ideally, it wouldn't have gotten to the point it did. Mm-hmm. But I would have started building from the beginning, but that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you want to do is like, you want to learn yourself. Like, this is really what it just keeps coming back to is like, know yourself and know your core values. Um, so, I have, I think somewhere on my website, there's a core values worksheet that you can download. Ooh. I think it will be up there by then. Um, but if, if you don't find it, just send me a DM. I'll get it to you. <laughs> anyway, so the the problem that I have with most core values or people's core values is they don't go deep enough. So if I said like, you know, what are your core values? People would either be like, oh, shoot, I figured them out once. I don't remember. Okay, that's a problem. Like, that's a problem. And that's a sign that they didn't really mean, they weren't unique to you. They didn't mean anything. Doc, they're um, so deep and, in the core that just they can't yeah, find them. Like, oh, <laughs> where are they again? And here's what they usually end up being. Family, faith, success, and self. And it's like, gee, I wonder why you forgot those. Because those are like, those are like the chapter titles to core values. They're not the actual end result you're supposed to go to. But nobody wants to be the asshole who chooses like personal growth over family. And then you're like, well, I gotta have God on there somewhere. Okay, so I guess I'll just eliminate adventure and put God, like, uh, you know? And so you end up with these things because you feel bad and you're like, well, I mean, God's important to me and like my kids are, I'm a mom. Like, so I had like my kids as like my core value on there. And that doesn't mean that like, they're not my core value. It means that they're, what about my relationship with my kids is the value. So Mm -hmm. part of what the worksheet does is it takes those four topics. So faith, family, self, and success, and lists a bunch of core values under there. And you start to kind of work like, so for instance, um, Within my family, what I value most is curiosity. Hmm. So it really 
Lee. Oh, here's the other problem with core values is everybody's always sound great. Everyone's like, Ooh, I want that one. <laughs> so like, I don't want anybody to listen to my core values and be like, yep, those are mine. Oh, um, <laughs> you have to do the work because that's what I did for years of like, Ooh, I like that. They're like a practice mission statement. Yep. But I also remember. <laughs> anyway, so like with my family, um, my family is, that's not like a sticky enough core value. That's not unique enough to me as a mother and a wife to actually help make principles, guiding decisions. Because when you do the work and you figure out what your unique values are, you use them as a um, a lens to make really hard decisions for. Mm -hmm. um, so with my family, for instance, I'll give a, an example because I think this is a big concept. There are books and books read on it or written on it, but like I think the examples really help. Yeah. Okay. So for family, obviously my children are more important than my practice, right? Like that's what I'm supposed to say, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but my core value for my family is curiosity. And so that means that like how that shows up is I like exposing them to experiences. I like spending time with them in a certain way. I like spending money on them in a certain way. I encourage reading about certain things. Like that's what I value as my role in them. Um, and part of that that goes along with it is like, them being curious kind of helps them become independent. And so like, you know, it's just like nurturing is not my thing, but like, I'm still a damn good mom, but that's, that's my core value is to like build them up to be curious little humans who can do stuff for themselves. Yeah. So, you know, here's how we played or use this recently. So um, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but uh, around Thanksgiving time, we decided to uh, do kind of a last minute trip to Disney world with our kids. And it wasn't cheap. Um, and, but like my husband and I had to talk about like, okay, well, we're going to have to make family cutbacks on like, so I didn't get a new cell phone. Oh, <laughs> that sucked. Um, and uh, we decided like we'd have to set a stricter budget for Christmas because we tend to go overboard. But because we knew that like, what do we value as being parents? We want we value exposing them to experiences, getting on an airplane. Like I don't remember what I gave them for Christmas two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so when we were able to use and this is kind of a stupid example, but like it's an important one to like kind of work through of like, okay, I can see where when you know at a deeper level that it's not just like being a mom, like, no, this is important to, as my role as a mom, it helps make decisions through life. Yeah. So then within practice, um, you know, success is the big one. So we touched on family, but success is the big one. Like, okay, success, not good enough as a core value. What does success look like to you? Now, the big hurdle that a lot of students and uh, early graduates are going to have to get over is... Um, it's probably not money, but you feel so burdened by the heavy weight of money on your shoulders that it seems like it's money. <laughs> so like it might be money for a little bit and that's okay. Like if you are new in practice and you don't have kids and you just want to like work 80 hours a week to make money, that's fine. Come back to this conversation later. We'll find your true core values. Because <laughs> I am a fan of just like hustling and throwing money at those loans. But um, if you can get past money, 
So for me, success is the independence that a practice can give me. Hmm. And so many people, they set up, and I honestly think for your generation and mine, being able to be self-employed but not chained to your practice is really important. Yeah. Like, and the generation ahead of me, so I'm 33, so a lot of the like 35 to 55 year olds, they don't have an associate. They might be seeing 400 people a week, but they can't take a vacation because like, ugh. and it's like, well, good job. You're keeping all of your money, but you could die tomorrow and you don't get to just like go to Disney with your family on a whim because you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So like, but you know, that's so freedom was really important and that you just got to go through each of those exercises. Um, faith. Is another one. It's like, okay, well, what does that mean to you? For some people, it may be like evangelizing. You know, like, I just want to bring as many people to Jesus as possible. Fantastic. That makes me want to hide in a corner and rock back and forth. Um, it doesn't mean that I love Jesus. It just means that, like, that's not what I think he has me here for. Like, I would rather wash some dirty feet and, like, serve food at a homeless shelter or go to Africa and dig a ditch than, like, bring you know whatever save souls of jesus save souls of chiropractic so so yeah so it's just you have to know those really well because you are going to be confronted with very difficult decisions they're not going to be easy at all like they're very hard decisions and the fact that you're afraid of making the wrong answer is okay again there's not really a wrong answer there isn't you're just gonna zig realize you should have zagged and you'll zag immediately but like having those principles that are unique to you will be really helpful at setting up this life that is fulfilling. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, right? I mean, like as long when you're, when you talked earlier about like, I wasn't happy. Right. And, and you, you were like, I looked at the bank account. I saw a hundred people in that week. I, this was a huge milestone for me and it just wasn't there. Right. And it's that, it's that emptiness. And, but I also think that there's a, there's a part of me that would argue like, before you truly can define what you want in this life, you have to go through some of those moments, right? And you have to really struggle and you, or you have to, you know, get to that point. Like you weren't struggling, you were doing very well. And you even sat back and were like, wow, I am not happy. Um, and so I think some of those moments, we will all experience them at some point, but you have to know there's another side to that. Um, and the whole point of like this whole, I would say, the consensus of this whole entire episode, I would say, is looking internally um, and and knowing who you are. And then because if you're able to know who you truly are deep down and like you said, not superficially, this is not, you know, faith, family, success kind of stuff. This is like now what are the levels of faith? What are the levels of family? What are the, you know, and going deeper but you have to be, you know, looking at yourself first and saying, how do I figure out what that looks like for me before I start figuring out what's best for my kids, what's best for my family, like my spouse or whatever. Um, and then my practice members or patients, you know, how, how do I figure out what's best for them and how to treat them and serve them? Um, so would you say, would you agree with me on that, that you kind of have to go through these steps? Absolutely. And like, I think what you were touching on is that sometimes you learn what you don't want before (laughs) you really find what you do want. Mm -hmm. And that is again, why it's just like, I just want to like bang my head up against the wall when people are paralyzed from moving and taking action, because I'm like, just pick one, Mm -hmm. 
pick associating, get a month in, realize you freaking hate it, you made the wrong choice, and then do something different. Yep. But like, don't sit here paralyzed in this fear of not moving. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you're, here's what's gonna yeah. happen. You're gonna make a decision and you're gonna go, that was the right decision, cool. Or that was definitely not the right decision. That must mean that's the right decision. Like either way, they're not, neither one is backwards progress. They're both forward progress. Yeah, yeah. And that's really important to understand right like and be able to accept that. Um, mm -hmm. Because there are people that say, you know, that backwards pro uh, progress puts them out for however long. Um, and I would, I would say, you know, helping understand who you are and what you're actually going for will help you stay the course and then add that zag when you should have zagged, right? And, mm -hmm. and talking about that. I also want to mention one last thing about before we go into the, the last ad and then closing statements. But um, I want to mention that we do so much on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. And I would even argue, I would break it down even more micromanaged and say we do so much in minutes and hours um, that it's so overwhelming and we're taking so much information in at one time and having to process it. And by the end of the day, when we go to bed, we're just like, I got to get up tomorrow and do it all again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we don't have time to what I like to call celebrate everything. Um, and, and I think really looking uh, at celebrating the small, the big, the medium, you know, whatever it looks like to you, but being able to get to that milestone, like you had, you probably had before you got to hundred patients a week, you probably had five to six, if not 10 smaller milestones before you got there that you should have celebrated along that path. And then, you know, not should have as in like, you should do this, but like that you could have celebrated. Right. And been like yeah. at the end, you could have been this totally different person that never would have happened, but we don't know things, right? You don't know what you don't know. And so I would argue like celebrate the big and the small because there's so much going on all the time. Like if you get a, a nice message from somebody and you're like, whoa, that really lit my day up. Right. Let that sink in. Like, let that, let that really, let that compliment just kind of bask in that compliment and be like, I don't get that, you know, that often. And when I, I try to do the same with the podcast and I'm sure you're the same way, like when reviews happen or stuff like that, when people say really nice we things, yeah, I know, right? our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even if people say something mean, I have so much to go back on that, to look through and scroll through and say, you know what, John, you're keep the court, you know, stay the course, you're doing it right. Um, and I'm sure you're the same way. Would you agree that we should be celebrating more and more? Uh, yeah, I mean, who says no to that? Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, okay, two things. One, do you have negative comments that uh, people said negative? Oh, I get negative. I get negative comments. Yeah, I got. Oh, yeah, I got. I got ripped apart. You're not apart. Gonna believe me, but I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> I think this means you're legit. Like my theory is that until you have haters, like mm, you're not really doing too much. It's true. Damn. Yeah. So do you have like a one star review? I so I don't I think it's like a three star. Yeah, I have oh one my God. I have one That's three amazing. star. Yeah. I told people, please leave me a two star, one star. I promise I will read your review on the podcast. Listen to this bitch. Okay. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I just yes. wanted to actually know, so I'm kinda jealous. Second of all, 
<laughs> the other thing, in addition to celebrating, so like what people are going to be is like listening to the previous thing that you're talking about of like, okay, I need to celebrate the things. And they're gonna like writing it down and they're like, oh, and so tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to sell, take five things. And what I just want to say is you just got to also just chill yeah. out, mm-hmm. just chill out. Yep. Like yep. this is all okay. <laughs> like you're not behind. You're exactly like it doesn't mean don't take action. It doesn't mean don't do scary things. It doesn't mean don't push yourself. But it means like you're going to die. Like you're going to die someday and nobody's going to remember you existed like 50 years later. Like if you're lucky, you'll make it for 50 years, right? Um, And it's just like, yeah, just chill out. Like th- this does, you're taking this too seriously. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do that with like as much action as possible. But like, yeah, no. That? And and that you bring up a really good point Um, is like, do that with as much action as possible. But like that goes in, in my, ca- in my I- idea and idea of like celebrating, it's like celebrate however you want. Right. Like if that's go home and take a nap, freaking take a nap. Like you just said, I think you said it beautifully. Like, you're right on track. If you're listening to this right now, like you are right on track with where you need to be, with what you need to be doing. That's it. Do it. Keep doing what you're doing um, because you'll eventually hit a roadblock and you'll have to zig or you'll have to zag and you'll have to make a decision. And that's for the whole point of this podcast. Um, so before we get back from uh, for closing remarks, I want to drag this last um, postural ad on. And then we are going to talk all about She Slays the Day podcast and where people can best reach you, Dr. Lauren. Dr. Stu Hoffman, founder and president of Chirosecure Malpractice Insurance, is the foremost expert in both risk management and risk avoidance. Understanding the everyday challenges of today's practicing chiropractor and the current public perception of chiropractic has made Chirosecure the fastest growing malpractice insurance program of the last 28 years. Find out more at chirosecure.com. The IFCO is here to support you. Whether you are a chiropractic student, doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic organization, or member of the public, the International Federation of Chiropractors and Organizations is here for you. They recognize and support your right to practice and receive vertebral subluxation-centered chiropractic care and are here to ensure that right and spread access to that care throughout the world. Head to ifcochiro.org legendary for more. Be sure to give our friends over at Cairo Hustle a listen. They are bringing together some of the biggest names in the profession and learning from the greats. Cairo Hustle creates a safe space where chiropractic leaders share their stories and their passions with the world. Let's get hustling by heading to CairoHustle.com now. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Um, awesome. So doc, talk to us a little bit. I'm going to drop some links on the bottom of the screen right now. Draw, talk to us a little bit about she slays the day podcast, why people need to listen to it. And if they're not, why they're behind. (laughs) You're not behind. Remember Johnny, you're where you're supposed to be. Um, So she slays the day is kind of a brainchild because I was a part of a coaching group where a couple times a week I would get to like help real chiropractors who were stuck 
um, in practice or, or life, you know, and I would get to like troubleshoot and be like, have you tried this? Or blah. And so when I left that group, I realized that was going to be the thing I missed the most was having a real problem to like work through with somebody and get them moving. Like that's my big thing is I like, like people just like keep moving, just keep moving mm -hmm. forward. You can walk instead of run. Like that's okay, but just keep moving. Um, like literally <laughs> I, we have a hot dog stand in our uh, town and I like, this is how much I like getting people like more advice is I like tried switching up their flow for like, well, what, have you ever tried having people order here and then pick up there? And they're just like, why are you talking to me? I was like, okay, I need, I need a podcast where like, I can just give my advice unsolicited to people and they have to listen to it. Um, so it's a write-in style. So you can submit questions through the website. I used to say like, you could send a carrier pigeon to me, but now I'm too disorganized and I realize I lose that shit. So don't send me a question <laughs> through a DM, but you can talk to me through DM, but like, I will lose your question. So if you go to sheslayspodcast.com, there'll be a big button that says submit a question. Um, and it can be, so we have four core pillars really. So like momming. So a lot of stuff around maternity leave. How do you handle that as a female and you own your own practice? Um, breastfeeding, bringing your babies to work. Also relationships. So my husband's not a chiropractor, but he left his corporate job to run our practice. Um, and so just like things like friendships, in-laws, all those weird things that happen in life when you're like the black sheep of the healthcare profession. Yeah. Um, no, I don't mean the black sheep, but like the weird one, <laughs> uh, like you don't vaccinate, that's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what are the other ones? Oh, self, like just growth development, self-love, learning to know, learning yourself. And then of course, like marketing and branding. So like, I love all the questions and um i usually dig in because they start really vague of like how do you handle it all and i'm like mm, i'm gonna need to know more mm -hmm. um and so i'll email back and forth with people and just kind of get a good idea of what's going on and then we pick an episode and we i'll answer it on the episode so so it's fun i really yeah. like it that's awesome so do you interview you i know you interview some people but do you is it also a solo podcast as well Yep. So some episodes are just me. So if you write in a question, I very likely will not interview. I don't interview that person on. Right. Um, yeah. So sometimes uh, there'll be a question that I just don't feel confident answering. Um, so like, for instance, I had somebody write in a great question that a lot of women would benefit. We haven't answered it yet because I need to know who to bring on to answer. But like this mom just like said she dies a little bit inside every time she has to drop her kid off at daycare and she loves her practice, but like she feels like she's missing out on these years that she'll never get back. And mm. I'm just like, oh, God, um, I went back to work after five weeks uh, and I was like, bye, I love you. Mom's got to go make some money. Uh, so I am not the person like that episode would be terrible. I would just be like, Tough. So I need to find like a successful woman in business. She doesn't have to be a chiropractor, but who's got kids and is like, yeah, I also deal with that. And this is what I do about it. Yeah. So sometimes my husband's on, sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's somebody else. I so. love it. I love it. And like she mentioned before, she slays podcast.com. It's right here on the bottom of the screen. And also you can follow her all over Instagram. Are you on Facebook as well? I think. 
Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. at She Slays Podcast as well. Um, so just head there, check it out, submit a question, ask a question. Especially I want to encourage all my Cairo students and recent grads out there to like submit these questions to her because Dr. Lauren has just love to give and that's all I that's all I can really say about it. Um, so thank you for watching today's episode. Thank you for tuning into the Legendary Chiropractor podcast. Be sure if you want more great content like this to head to thelegendarychiropractor.com. Real simple, thelegendarychiropractor.com. And we are in the works of um, building out a full team of uh, seven or actually six chiropractic students and one DC who we are just going to take chiropractic by storm. And I am so, so freaking excited. It's going to be absolutely epic. Dr. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for all the content and value that you bring to people, not only on the legendary chiropractor podcast, but also she slays the day podcast. And thank you for all that you continue to do for the chiropractic profession. Oh, thanks for having me on. Of course. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Again, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and you're listening to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for engaging with us on all of our platforms, including, but not limited to, Facebook and Instagram, all at the Legendary Chiropractor. Be sure to check our home site out at thelegendarychiropractor.com as we have much to offer for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field. And lastly, I'd like to thank not only you, our listener, but also our podcast sponsors. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. So I encourage you to go check out their websites and what they have to offer in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again. Stay legendary, my friends.